everybody. Welcome to the Spirit of South Park. What a great impersonation. I think that was right on. Holy shit, we just killed your friend. I have nothing against kicking babies. I laughed hysterically the whole way through. No molesta el gato spectacular. I mean, obviously, I, I can't. I, I, I obviously was, I mean, Barbara Streisand. Well, this certainly does suck right here. Welcome back to the Spirit of South Park podcast. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1. Today we're going to talk about Rainforest Schmainforest. And today I am joined by my guest, Pat. You've heard him here before. How's it going today, Pat? Oh, it's going great. It's an honor, as always, to join you on this great adventure of the spirit of South Park there, Drew. Yeah, you're here as we're tipping off, tipping off, kicking off, whatever sports metaphor you want to use. Season three, it's been a while. I've had a lot of life things going on, and uh, finally at a time now where I've got a little time to record, so let's uh, let's do that. Another rarity of today is that we're recording during the day. Usually these get recorded at like 9, 10 o'clock, sometimes as late as 11 or 12. Um, I don't think I've done a lot of day recording so far, so you're a first in that category as well. All right. me Yeah, I uh, also don't record very often during <laughs> the day, so I'll take it. Pat's been on here before. He was most recently on for Gnomes, uh, Season 2, Episode 17. One of the last episodes that Matt was on on if not the last episode yeah some changes have happened to the pod since i've last been yeah on. it's a little different now but uh we're still gonna chug along and do our thing and uh, see how far we can get here uh can you go ahead and remind everybody just your experience with south park i first came to south park right around season three when season three was was running live so this is right in your nostalgia zone <laughs> absolutely absolutely as we will find out later the the first episode i saw was actually the first episode that uh, i guest hosted on and that was the mecha streisand i was able to start watching them live right around uh season three so i have a special place in my heart for season three understandable i think that's probably comparable to how i am with season two been looking over some of the season three guest list not guest list episode list and thinking about where some of those episodes stick in my mind it's not quite as strong in my mind as season two but i imagine that's exactly how you feel just the opposite way <laughs> so speaking of pat uh, you are probably the longest, well, you, without a doubt, the longest running supporter of the podcast. Um, and if you are interested in supporting the podcast, you can go to our anchor page and set up a monthly donation, which I think you've had going for like a year and a half now. Has it been that long? I forgot to cancel it's it been, then. It's been pretty close. <laughs> We're slowly bringing in the money. I've been able to upgrade some of my equipment, not necessarily because of that, but that's how I justify it. Like, hey, see, it's making money, like, you know, 99 cents a month. But it's money. That's right. <laughs> Listener comments, I haven't had anything major there. It's just been too long since we've put anything out. And like I said, life happens. Things get busy. So nothing there. Do you have any listener comments by chance? I do not. I didn't think so, but I also thought it would be polite <laughs> to ask. Uh, the last episode, which 
you may or may not have heard by now because I still don't know if I'm going to get it produced and out is the season two review show. We had Matt Caruso, uh, Wes and Donovan jump in and we did a roundtable discussion on all the episodes of season two. There's been a little issue with some of the audio. I'm working on it. And I just haven't quite figured out what I'm going to do with it yet. But I hope to get that out because what I do have is um, a lot of fun. And so I'm hoping that that we can get that out at some point soon. And I don't think there were any play-along scores that were shared. I'll have to start hounding people for those because I would like to update our database a little more. Any other loose ends here? Anything you would like to say before we get on to today's episode? No, I'm just excited to get right into the episode. I am too. So let's do that. And we'll start with my blog post for season three, episode one, Rainforest, Schmainforest. Before I go any further, I just want you to know how uncomfortable it makes me feel to say Schmainforest. It doesn't... Yeah, I'm glad that you're <laughs> the one saying it, not me. It doesn't roll off the tongue. And the other issue I had when I was typing things out, I noticed the way they spelled it for the episode was different than I would spell it mentally. Like in my mind, I'm spelling it S-C-H not just S-H. It's a small thing, but it was really annoying while I was preparing. I think you're reading too much into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode aired originally on April 7th, 1999. Welcome to season three. This episode will probably air long after the 23-year anniversary of this episode, but it might be close. I remember this episode fairly well, specifically the guest appearances of Jennifer Aniston and Tony Danza. I know there is a kid's choir with some kind of questionable name, but the name escapes me at this point in time. Further research shows that this episode makes fun of rainforests and Costa Rica. Those feelings are supposedly based on Trey Parker's true feelings towards both places. Wikipedia also says that the Costa Rican government was not amused with their portrayal in this episode. While several details and quotes of this episode escape me, I'm sure I'll remember most of it as soon as I watch. So that's it for our preview. Short and sweet. Good preview, Drew. Good preview. <laughs> I prefer to keep it short and sweet. I think it's easier that way. <laughs> we are going to get into the plot review, but if you're going to play along and score with us at home, now would be the time for you to pause. Go watch the episode. I think you can find this one online or on DVD, or if you're bougie and you play for it, pay for HBO Max, you can go do that too. So pause here, and we'll come back and get into the plot review. Pat, why don't you take lead here? All right. Episode number one of season three, Rainforest, Schmainforest. <laughs> there I said it, Drew. Proud of you. <laughs> this episode starts with the kids in the classroom where Mr. Garrison is explaining to them that there is an activist children's choir there to recruit students to go to Central America to help stop the destruction of the rainforest. Getting gay with kids makes their presentation. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just too funny. It is. Makes their presentation while the boys continually interrupt them. Eventually, the boys get sent to Mr. Mackey's office. When they get there, they learn that Mr. Mackey is on the board of directors for Getting Gay with Kids and tells the boys that Getting Gay with Kids is exactly what they need to sign <laughs> them up and. <laughs> and signs them up for their upcoming trip to Costa Rica. After a long bus ride where the kids learn the choreography and make fun of Kyle for his lack of rhythm, they arrive in Costa Rica to meet with the president who gives them a guide to take them into a rainforest 
on a tour. The kids give a practice performance, and then during that performance, we learn that Kyle indeed has no rhythm. <laughs> Accurate. The kids go on the tour of the rainforest, where Cartman proceeds to establish his dominant uh, to establish his dominance on the animals they encounter by beating them with sticks that he found. <laughs> they are about to be done with the tour when the guide is eaten by a coral snake that Cartman beat with a stick previously. So the choir is stranded without a guide in the rainforest. While they are wandering lost in the rainforest, they come across a rebel soldier who brings them to their camp. While at their camp, after being threatened to be killed after another performance, they are caught in an ambush between the government and the rebels. The kids survive an ambush and again are wandering lost in the rainforest and Cartman decides to break from the group and not follow the teacher, Mrs. Stevens, anymore. In no time, Cartman finds help in the form of bulldozers clearing the rainforest for a lumberyard. Back at the Capitol, the crowd of rich American activists is getting restless, so the president does what all good presidents do. He addresses the crowd by telling Pollock jokes. <laughs> In the rainforest, the rest of the class comes across the Yamagapa, the local rainforest people, who immediately try to kill them and eat the class. While fleeing from the Yamagapa, the class gets caught in quickstand and are captured by the Yamagapa. They tie up the kids and have Miss Stevens tied up in a cheerleader uniform and are, champing, and are chanting for their god to come. When Mrs. Stevens finally breaks and admits that the rainforest fucking sucks. Her terms. Her terms. When all seems lost, the bulldozer crew that Cartman found comes to the rescue of the class. The kids make it back to the Capitol for their performance, where they have new lyrics for their song, where they sing about getting rid of the rainforest instead of saving it. This episode ends with some real alarming stats that proves the rainforest might not be worth saving. All right. Very well said. Um, I think that covered things broadly and uh, just vaguely enough that we can kind of fill in the blanks here as we go through the episodes. So what were your overall reactions to this episode? So like you, Drew, I vaguely remembered the episode and then I hit play it just was all came back to me. It yeah. was I, I remembered a lot from this episode. Yeah, it was. It, it's a good one. It's a good one. I not to give my score away, but it, it it's gonna rank up there pretty high. Okay. The issue I had was I was remembering this episode as being way better than what I actually thought it was when I watched it. I agree. It's a good episode. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But I think for some reason in my mind, I had it hyped up way higher than what I should have. And so I was a little disappointed by the time I was done with my scoring. It's it's a good score, but it's not like an all-time classic or anything like that. With all that being said, let's get into our character scores. In fact, let's learn about our scoring system. The scoring system. Our scoring system is split into two parts. First, the character score. We have the core four characters, Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny. Each character can earn a total of up to three points per episode. The maximum score for the core four per episode is 12 points. We also grade the secondary characters. The secondary characters are characters who are not considered to be part of the core four, and they can earn up to 10 points per episode. The second part of our scoring system is the episode 
episode score. The episode score has three five-point categories, relevance, irreverence, and laugh score. The relevance score is based on how relevant the episode is, both now and the time that the episode was made. The irreverence score is based on how the episode disrespects or parodies topics that are generally taken seriously. The laugh score is another five-point category that reflects how much the episode made us laugh as we watched it. We also have the personal score, which is our own subjective score on how we felt about the episode. That category is worth seven points. Finally, we have the SP factor, which is worth one point because 45 is a much better number than 44. It is basically the extra point of our scoring system. Character score. Let's start off with Stan. What did you think of Stan in this episode? Stan was not Stan in this episode. He just kind of was a secondary character, kind of an afterthought, in my opinion. Yeah. In fact, the second time I watched the episode, the entire purpose of me watching the episode was to see what Stan did. Because I had no notes on him after the first watch. Which probably isn't a good sign. You're right. I was the same way. I I wasn't looking directly at Stan, but I was one that I was always looking forward to see what he was doing um, on my second and third watches. Sure. I gave Stan a 1.5. <laughs> he had some some moments where he made fun of Kyle and things like that where that's that's where he gets his points from. I gave Stan a 1. Because Stan, he he didn't do much. And in my notes, I have one thing that he did. This is what got him a one versus like a point three. And in my notes, I have that Stan saw Tony Danza. That is is the only thing I am giving Stan credit for. For what it's worth, and I'm sure we'll get into this later, that is one of my all-time favorite random South Park bits is they're in the rainforest. It's a storm. There's lightning. It's dark. And... Stan goes, oh, my God, I think I just saw Tony Danza. And Miss Stevens says, no, Stan, you did not see Tony Danza. And then there's a big flash of lightning, and you just see Tony Danza sitting there with them. (laughs) One of my all-time favorite bits. I remember when I first – I probably had that recorded somewhere. Either way, I remember watching it multiple times over and over, just that portion, because I thought it was that funny. But that that was the height of Stan's involvement, you know, a couple small speaking parts. But he saw Tony Danza, and I kind of feel like he switched typical roles with another character in this season, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. Ooh, interesting. Yes. Nice teaser there. Yeah. Your broadcast school is paying off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Kyle. What did you think of Kyle? So I gave Kyle a 2.2. Okay. Just strictly on the fact of the reoccurring joke throughout the episode that he has no rhythm. It was it was something that I just found funny throughout the whole the whole episode. So I give Kyle a two point two. It was a big part of the episode, um, ripping on Kyle because he lacked rhythm. It comes up right away at the very beginning when uh, Miss Stevens is there trying to get kids to join the choir and talking about you know joining and that kind of thing. And Cartman asks on behalf of Kyle. <laughs> You know, what if what if they join and they don't have any rhythm? Because, you know, Jews don't have rhythm. And, no, that's a stereotype. And, and there's kind of the fight, you know, your standard fight between Kyle and Cartman for the episode for that. As you said in your preview, the more, more time we get there, the more obvious it is that it's true. Kyle has no rhythm at all. I did enjoy that that side story, the, the just the, 
little part of ripping on Kyle for that. So I gave Kyle a 1.8. What about Cartman? Cartman. Well, it is going to be hard not to give him a perfect score of three. So that's exactly what I did. (laughs) It seems that in this episode, he not only carries it, but all the other characters are kind of setting him up to be Cartman. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, really, Cartman is the main character of this episode. He's constantly ripping on the rainforest, constantly ripping on Costa Rica. Uh, When they get off the bus, he's talking about how terrible it smells and how poor everyone is. He has the interaction with the Costa Rican prostitutes, um, yelling at them out the bus. Yeah, that was something that I remembered as soon as I saw that was (laughs) the clique. Yes, yes. I don't know how many times I heard that in the halls of the middle school. (laughs) (laughs) Going on further with Cartman here. He's asserting his dominance on animals in the rainforest by beating them with a stick. I believe he hits a monkey, a three-toed sloth, and a snake, mm-hmm. at which point the snake chases him, and it's absolutely hilarious. When they meet the, the rebel military guy in the rainforest there, he tries ordering Mexican food for him. Oh, that was <laughs> one of the moments of 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 this episode when he they try ordering and then... Kyle was like, no, I want, like, a quesadilla, and uh, Stan's like, no, I want tacos. Right. I believe Cartman's exact quote was, yo necesito burrito. (laughs) (laughs) The the teacher, Miss Stevens, is like, not not everybody down here serves food, and that's a terrible stereotype and that kind of thing, which that's what this episode did. It played to all of the stereotypes. Absolutely, it did. And all the their responses from the president to the guerrilla fighter, their responses to everything that they're getting told in English is, okay, you know, yes. it's, I, I remember that as well. <laughs> Anything else on Cartman? You said you gave him a full three. Mm-hmm. I also gave him a full three. It was a very good Cartman episode. So lastly, for the core four that gives us or brings us to Kenny, And this is what I was talking about. I feel like roles were reversed a little bit. Kenny took more of a lead role in a story of the episode while Stan kind of took a back seat, and that's a little bit different than what we're used to. He did. He did. Um, Especially the episode kind of revolved around during the presentation. He kind of sets, has his eyes on, one of the the girls in the choir and uh her uh, i have it written down uh kelly Kelly. yes he has the hots for her and so he's not that disappointed that mr Mackey assigns them to go with getting gay with kids down to costa rica when when Mackey originally says that three of the boys are upset and kenny goes woohoo and then he has to pretend that he's upset about it and so and then they play off of that relationship where she wants to be his boyfriend but they live far apart and then she doesn't want to be his boyfriend and it's just it's a constant up and down with kenny's emotion throughout the episode honestly that's right (laughs) typical stan episode and the side the side part of that too is she obviously has an addiction or issue with picking her nose she's constantly picking her nose and kenny could care less (laughs) and one of the funnier moments of the episode is when cartman they roll into costa rica and cartman goes hey kenny maybe that's it maybe you're costa rican and that's why you're poor yes and then kenny's (laughs) like i'm not poor and she looks at him and's like you're not poor 
<laughs> I, I almost missed that until I watched it the second time, the interaction where she's like, you're not poor. But yeah, very good overall on that episode. Yeah, so I uh, I came in with a strong Kenny score of a 2.2. Oh wow! And this is where this is where you and I differ. A strong Kenny score for me is like Kenny doesn't have to do much to get a high score because he generally doesn't do much anyway. So I gave Kenny a two point eight. I almost was tempted to go with the full three, but I talked myself out of it. Oh wow! <laughs> How about secondary characters? Do you have a list made? I have a, a small list made. Mrs. Stevens, Mr. Garrison. Craig, Mr. Mackey, the president, the guerrilla fighters, the Yamagapa, Tony Danza, and then, of course, all the kids for getting gay with kids. Sure. Uh, I came in with a score of 7.1 on the secondary characters. Okay. Just to give a little more you know, detail to what you were saying, Kelly, obviously we talked about the Costa Rican president, kind of had a, a large speaking role even if it was just k and the polack jokes right the polack jokes pedro the uh tour guide that they had in the rainforest before he was devoured by the snake and then the lumberjacks or whatever you want to call them that were clearing out the rainforest of the secondary characters mackie mackie made a an appearance you know once they got down to costa rica as well and he was speaking in spanish to uh the costa rican president he was kind of like the liaison between the group and uh, the the government there. But the funniest part of all of that was, instead of M.K., when he was speaking Spanish, it was M.B.N. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time I heard that, I, I almost fell out of my seat. I was laughing so hard because I wasn't expecting it. And those are the best laughs, are the ones that are unexpected. I thought the secondary characters were okay. Obviously, you couldn't have the story without them having... Jennifer Aniston in to do the voice of Miss Stevens. It took me a second to remember that it was Jennifer Aniston, too. I was like, I recognize this voice. Whose voice is it? Whose voice is it? Yeah. And then finally, I was like, without looking it up, I remembered it was Jennifer Aniston. Yes. And so I thought thought they were strong, but I didn't think they were super strong, like the best. So I gave a score of a 6.5. And you said what? You were a 7.1? 7.1, correct. Okay. Through our first portion of scores here, at least our character scores, you and I are less than a point apart. So I think that's probably a good sign. And we have a total composite of a 15.55 through our character scores. Is there anything else you would like to say about any of the characters? Nope. All right. Let's move on to episode score. Our first category with the episode score is relevance. Pat, how much relevance did you see in this episode? Surprisingly, I have that this episode holds up pretty well as far as relevance. Yeah. Um, I came in at a 4.7. More because how Trey and Matt kind of take a shot at just Activision or activism in general. (laughs) Did you say Activision? Yes, I did. You've been playing too much <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> Maybe just a tad. And there's still, like, Save the Rainforest, still all that stuff to this day. Yeah. Now more than ever, it's activism central. I saw a lot of relevance here with, you know, Jennifer Aniston just being a guest. You know, that's relevance at the time. She's still relevant. Tony Danza's inclusion, you know, take that for what it's worth. Not so much relevant. I mean, it's been a long time <laughs> since the... 
field goal kicking, garbage picking guy <laughs> from Philadelphia. Right. I was going to say, Tony Tony Danza may not be relevant now. However, he was maybe a little bit at the time. The the rebel military leader going on the, the big speech about why Americans suck, I thought right. that was very relevant and still is relevant. Still is. I mean, everything he said there is completely applicable to right now. Yeah, I agree. And the bulldozing of the rainforest, which you already mentioned. And Cartman did make a Merv Griffin reference. <laughs> at uh, at one point in time in there in Murph Griffin, surely not relevant now, um, but it was of note at that point in time. I went ahead and went with the full five for the relevance because the rainforest was something, especially at that age, that we were hearing about nonstop, I feel like. Nonstop. I don't hear about it as much now, but that could be due to my own doing and choosing to block certain things out. Did you, while, while you were in school, did you have like a, like save the rainforest drive where you brought in money and things like that to save hmm. acreage in the rainforest? I don't think so. Like nothing in my mind sticks out to that happening at my school, but I know of places that did. Like I remember hearing of people doing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we had that in our school. It was like, woohoo, you know, like so-and-so's class saved 10 acres of rainforest yesterday with raising like $15. And it's like, who the hell is buying rainforest for that cheap? <laughs> right. <laughs> and if that's the case, like, I, I don't know. It just feels like a tremendous amount of bullshit to me, which I'm sure It's just it was. like the star registry. Yes. You can have a star named after a loved one. Turns out they were given the same star to the, everybody. Your star has 12 names, and three of them are Chad. <laughs> what was your score again? I missed it. Let me put it in 4.7. 4.7. So we're close here again. I'm just a little more likely probably to, to throw out the full five because it's my podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> um, irreverence. I felt there was a lot of irreverence within this episode, specifically Cartman ripping on third world countries and poor people, as always. Um, the rainforest, how the whole episode is built around the rainforest and how important it is. And as you said, activism. And then turning around and basically shitting all over the rainforest at the very end of the episode. The Pollock jokes, which I felt like the Pollocks took an incredibly stray bullet within this episode. It's built on making fun of the rainforest and the Central American countries and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, Pollocks get thrown in there. <laughs> Funny, irreverent, of course. I mean, but like one of the Pollock jokes was, how many Pollocks <laughs> does it take to eat a burrito? Two. Two. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not a real, like, Pollock jokes that we have known for so long. Correct. And still the point of it is that Pollocks are so far down the ladder that people from poor countries or third world countries are going to make fun of <laughs> Pollocks. I don't think I mentioned this quite with the irreverence, but just Costa Rica in general. Like I said in my blog post, supposedly this episode was fueled by... Trey Parker's dislike for Costa Rica from a trip he took there. And I think that's very irreverent. So I once again delivered a full five for my score here. Did I miss anything? And what was your score, Pat? So right off the bat, I also gave the score of a full five for the irreverence category. All's what you had to do was the name of the choir, Getting Gay with Kids, and oh. you got the full five for irreverence how'd i miss that that's that's a good good point you uh 
100% nailed it with uh, how they turned on uh, activism uh, in the one of the in the lyric in their song at the end. Uh, being an activist is totally gay. Uh, all you activists can go fuck yourselves. I mean, <laughs> there was definitely a point to the episode. Um, multiple points that they were shooting for there. Uh, laugh score. What made you laugh in this episode, Pat? There's a lot that made me laugh in this episode. Um, I'll get more into it a little bit in my favorite moment. I came in with a strong 4.9 on my laugh score. Wow. All right, so this is going to be the first place that we really differ here. I think this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of the episode where I had it built up in my mind that it was going to be something a lot funnier, a lot stronger than what it actually was. The Tony Danza thing killed me. It still does. still makes me laugh. There were a lot of good points, good things to laugh at, but it wasn't... It wasn't as much as I've had with other episodes recently that we've gone back over. It's, uh, It was okay. You know, it was better than, you know, half in my mind. And there were good points, but it wasn't just constant laugh. There were some dry parts there for me as well. So I came in with a laugh score of a 3.1. Oh, wow. We are quite, quite off there. Yeah. The biggest reason I was probably lower on that is after my first time with the notes I took. I went back and looked at the things that made me laugh and the list just wasn't as long and I didn't have any any of those just major laughter moments. It was good. It was solid throughout. You know, it wasn't a big laugh for me. Uh, how did this episode do in terms of your personal score? So my personal score, I came in with a strong 6.5. A lot of it had okay. to do with there was some of the nostalgia in there with uh, I remembered the the getting gay with kids jingle uh, as soon as I like yeah. started hearing it I was like oh I remember that of all the things I remember I remember the getting gay with kids save the rainforest <laughs> jingle can't remember what the Pythagorean theorem is but the getting gay with kids jingle right there <laughs> will be stuck in your head for eternity <laughs> <laughs> i remember the the cartman picture click the you know how he was talking to the poor people of costa rica and uh yeah so that's why i gave it a strong 6.5 okay i came in with a 4.9 like if i would have been able to remember more of it before the episode i probably would have been a little higher on that probably two-thirds of my personal scores based on Tony Danza. <laughs> I, I hate hate to keep coming back to him. Not like I'm a big Tony Danza fan or anything. Just could have fooled us. <laughs> that, that's how funny I thought that part was when I first watched it, you know, 20-some-odd years ago. That was like the funniest thing in the world to me, and it still is. So, yeah, 4.9, probably three points of that coming from Tony Danza. So that leaves us to the South Park Factor. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that we both came in with the one point for the South Park Factor. There. Yeah. Yeah, that was a safe assumption. That takes us to our overall scores. I came in at a 34.1. You came in at a 38.1. Our composite was a 36.1. Pretty strong. Yeah, it's a good solid score. I'm going to do some calculations over here, see where things end up. While we're doing that, let's talk about our favorite moment quote in the MVP. What was your favorite moment from this episode? So my favorite moment is also directly in correlation with my laugh score being so high. Mm -hmm. It's something, it, it gets me every single time, laugh out loud funny. 
it's when Mr. Mackey was talking to Craig before the boys get there, <laughs> and he's sitting there lecturing him, you're going to be held back, you're not going to move on, you're in here every single day, and then out of the blue he goes, did you just flip me off? And, <laughs> and Craig's like, no. And he then he, you just did it again and it just every time he does that makes me yeah. laugh so that is my favorite moment of this episode on a sidebar here craig is a character that i feel like i've not really paid much attention to in the south park universe like i need to be more aware of him if that makes sense um and just this interaction here kind of brought that out and, and made that stick out to me just a little more um but yeah, I found that to be very a very good part of the episode. In fact, it was so good that it was also my favorite moment from the episode. <laughs> I wondered if it would be because it, it revolved around Mr. Mackey, your favorite overall character. I am a big Mackey fan. I think the biggest part of that is the way they lead into it, it leads you to think that when that's starting that they're having that that Mackey's having the conversation with the boys and then you get in there and find it's Craig and it's something totally unrelated mm -hmm. and Craig is just so short with his answers and he flips him off and <laughs> it's uh it's just a good scene altogether. so how about your favorite quote if we have the same quote here I'm going to be surprised so my favorite quote is from Cartman and I think it has to be from Cartman um and it's when they're rolling into Costa Rica and he sees all the poor people and he lowers the window of the bus and he says, why don't you quit slacking off and get jobs? What's wrong with you? Why don't you go to college? I feel like that would be a very, um, what's, uh, what's the right way to put it? A very Republican thing to say <laughs> in that situation. Not to get too political, but I feel like some people I know would walk into that same situation and say the same thing. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a good part. And as we talked about, you know, Cartman was very strong in the entire episode. My favorite quote is short and sweet, and it is K <laughs> from the Costa Rican president. That, I mean, honestly, that probably could have been my favorite moment too, the conversation <laughs> he's having with Miss Stevens where he just keeps going, K. <laughs> That is a part of the episode that I've always remembered, whether or not I realized it was with that episode or not. Just the, there's there's times in my life people will say something to me and I just sit there and in my mind I go, okay? <laughs> and it's tied to that. Uh, same. Absolutely the same. Yes. Now I'm aware of where that comes from. Who was your MVP? Ooh, now this is a tough one because it's hard to not pick Cartman as the MVP, but I am going to go ahead and pick Kenny as the MVP of this episode because something we didn't get into was Kenny's death. Oh, yeah, we we should have done that when uh, when we were going over Kenny. And so, and that's because there was no Kenny death. Kenny lives. Surprise, surprise. One of the very few episodes where he does live at the end. This is true. Um, do you want to explain a little bit around that, though? At the Towards the end of the episode, after the, the class gets rescued, Kenny's standing out and gets struck by lightning. And his love interest, Kelly, is standing right there. And after 
Stan and Kyle say, you killed Kenny, you bastard. Or they killed Kenny, you bastards. Kelly looks at him and was like, who's they? And they look at each other and they're like, you know, they, they're bastards. And then she sits there and screams at him, well, why don't you do something? And then starts beating on his chest. And by the way, she never calls him Kenny. It's Lenny. It's Benny. It's she <laughs> she always has a different a different name for him. Right. Yes. She successfully revives Kenny and uh, he goes on to perform at the final performance. And uh, but yeah, I, I thought Kenny was pretty solid and uh, is due an MVP. I think that's fair. He had a very good episode, um, you know, as the scores kind of indicated. I think if you were to pick out a true MVP, I think you could go Cartman. I think Kenny is a good shout. However, my MVP for this episode is Tony Danza. (laughs) And if you were paying any attention at all, you could have seen that coming from a mile away. (laughs) All right. Is there anything else from this episode? Well, obviously, I need to discuss the scores, so let's do that. So this, as I said, came in with an overall ranking of a 36.1, which ties it for 11th overall on our list. It is tied with Chef Aid from Season 2. Just compare those two episodes in the top of your head right now. Do you think that's fair? I do. I think that's kind of right in the same area where this episode should be. I was just looking at it here too. Merry Christmas, Charlie Manson is 0.05 points above both Chef Aid and Rainforest Main Forest. I would I would say that's mostly carried by Wes on that one. Thanks, Wes. Going above is 29.1 score. That's right. <laughs> I think Rainforest is a better episode than Charlie Manson, but Chef Aid's probably a better episode than both of them, if that makes sense. Um, And so they're all kind of in that same cluster there. Uh, Nothing below it's really close. So we're kind of looking at a point right now where our top 12 episodes are kind of in a class of their own. Going into my personal rankings... Rainforest was 18th, tied for 18th overall with Roger Ebert should lay off the fatty foods, which also doesn't feel right because that's a way better episode than that. (laughs) That's very interesting. On our co-host score sheet, Rainforest came in with uh, being tied for 5th overall, and it's tied with Conjoined Fetus Lady, which is one of our highest overall it's actually third overall. So, and that is the episode that Wes delivered his classic 29.1. Do you still have stickers available? I do have stickers available, although I'm going to stop advertising them because I I think I think we've reached uh, market saturation on that. <laughs> but, if you would like a sticker, hit me up on Twitter, we'll make a deal. And I did just buy a new car not that long ago, so I need to put one on there if it ever stops raining. All right, any final thoughts on this episode thought it was a great episode it's a excellent way to kick off season three Mm -hmm. and uh i'm excited for the rest of the season me too um i'll be honest i was dragging my feet a little bit here getting into the swing of starting season three i wasn't too excited about it but now that we've got one episode out of the way sat down and watched that um i'm ready to go i'm ready to dig in and uh go through and see what season three has to offer 
Um, thank you for coming in today, Pat, no, and helping no, me out. No I'm problem. sure, actually, I know for a fact you're on the guest list later in the season to be joining us. Yeah, for probably my top favorite episode of South Park ever. So super excited about that. The best part of that is I'm not sure if I'm really familiar with that episode. Oh, oh. So <laughs> we will have some fun there. I would like to thank everybody for listening and thank you for being patient as we slowly wade through all this. You know, it's not a full-time job, but it's something uh, something to do for fun when we have time, so that's why we're here. If you would like more involvement, you can check out our blog, assuming it's still there and I, I'm still paying to you know keep the website open, <laughs> www.thespiritofsouthpark.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the SOSP. And if you want, you can go to our Twitter page and find the link to our Discord channel where you can share guest scores and interact with the host and hosts. And finally, my last thank you once again to Pat for joining us. And thank you to Alexander Nakarada for supplying the music, our theme that you heard in this episode. For my guest, Pat, I'm Drew saying stay safe, stay healthy, be a good person. <laughs>